Good evening, hockey fans. Welcome to the first episode of 2023 and a happy new year. Happy new year. All the best for the bells. So as we record, I think it's the 3rd of January, the clan are currently on a 100% win streak. Yep, unbeaten for this year. Yep, so I'm hoping that's the start of a positive second half of the season where we challenge for some playoffs spots mm-hmm. or a playoff spot. A playoff spot. So I think before we get into it, the main gist of this podcast is we're going to do some news updates since we last recorded. We went on a, a the Belfast away trip with the OSC, so that's going to make up a wee bit of the chunk just discussing our experience going to our second away match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll just jump into the news updates. I think the first one, kind of a disappointing one, was Nolan Laporte announcing that he was off to a Slovakian team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of not long off the back of... Mathieu Wah leaving the, I think it was maybe what a week or two later Laporte had mm-hmm. said he was leaving so he was off to a Slovakian team called HK Spiska Nova Ves I'm sure I've absolutely butchered that Combine it. so that's apparently it was described as a more lucrative opportunity so he's off ski, the bad news kind of continued, it had been confirmed I think Bhutan's out for pretty much the rest this of the season, season yeah. and Walt's pretty much out for the majority of the rest of the season as well. And then, kind of lean on for that, there was a, there was a brief stint over the weeks where Musewatt didn't play for the majority of a couple of games where he was sick. I, it was like a really late scratch as well, I think, like the line-up, the line-ups came out. Yeah. The starting six, and then all of a sudden it was changed. Oh, actually, Ty Taylor's going to start. Uh, so I'm assuming off the back of that, um, the rumour mill started on you know Twitter that... Uh, John Muse was also leaving. That's obviously like around about the time of Nolan Laporte going as well. So we've not heard anything else against that about about that. About he's had played for his like last three four games. Yeah, so he's um, he's been playing well. Yeah, and to be fair, to give Ty Taylor his credit, I thought he came in and did a great job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought he really. I thought he played well. So I Ty Taylor definitely was shown in a good light. Mm-hmm. The more recent one that happened over the the kind of. Hogmanay kind of big matches against Dundee was the Mitch Jones eye injury. Yeah, it's a corker. Yeah, so we were there and we were we sat right at the section where it happened and to be honest with you, we'd kind, I'd kind of missed it. You'd kind of caught a glimpse of what had happened. Yeah. But on the replays, it was a high stick by a Dundee player that caught him. It was a really, the reason why we're mentioning it, because people get hit by sticks all the time, but it was so close to his eye that it, he's lucky it's not Blind. Yeah, the blade had like gone under like his visor, and like to from where I was sitting, it looked like it had maybe kind of like hit his forehead almost, his kind of like upper, I don't know, brow. But yeah, it, I mean, the pictures that he put on Twitter, it looks horrific. He could have lost his eye, which is quite scary. But yeah, he like immediately went down. There was no call by the referee who was standing literally right in front of him. Obviously, it all happened very fast, but yeah. I'm like. If, if I can see it and I've got the same view that he can, anyway that is what it is yeah. but. so it was, it was it, the reason why I mentioned it, was, it looked like a, it was the potential to be a really serious injury and it was it was so traumatic to kind of I guess watch because he'd kind of been hit holding his eye kind of was hunched over and you know that way sometimes people are injured and they kind of skate off hobbling he was hunched over still then you could see he was raging and then he just fell to like, the oh, ground almost and then went down again yeah. uh, and then went off and that was it and you're going you're kind of going jeez this could be like one of the worst injuries that I, I potentially will see watching hockey uh, thankfully it turned out well, to be as, 
I mean, the best outcome that he's not blind, basically. Mm-hmm. And even more so, credit him, he came, he, he came back and played in the, the match a day or two later. Now, if you yeah, see the photo, yeah. I'm sure most of you has, he's got, like, a black eye, basically. Yeah. Um, so, fair play to him for that. That, that was one I was... It was really nervous. And, and the thing that was even more frustrating about it is it, was, it, was only, it happened very soon on, so we're all we then down a man in D when we're already short. But he was actually, I felt, and I was thinking this before we got injured, I was going, this is kind of like the Mitch Jones I remember. Like he was he was getting forward, he's creating chances as well, he's been solid at the back. And I thought, I was just gutted because I thought he was coming onto a game and the way the season's going, our big match, Dundee. Dundee and Fife are probably going to be the matches that mm-hmm. really are going to make the difference in how getting to the eighth playoff spot. So I was really gutted when we saw him go off because I thought that could be enough few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I think I've, I've managed to find that someone retweet the clan doctor. So I've now got the clan doctor on Twitter as well. Oh, so nice. that's interesting. So yeah, that that then leads us to probably the next or probably the big one. It's been relatively quiet in terms of. You know, ownership, shall we say, bids, all that kind of stuff. And today, not really expected from me, uh, was Neil Black's done an interview. I think that's something that the fans have been asking for, for effectively since Malcolm Cameron left. Yeah, I think it's long overdue, to be honest. I do think there was obviously the, what, two, sta- two statements with Neil Black? One when the, the dodgy signing uh, was made and then another one when he said about the clan getting put up for sale. I think yeah. that was the two. But he's not actually came out, you know, as far as I'm aware, he's not came up to, to Glasgow and been in attendance at a game. He's not done any kind of interviews on clan social media. Uh, so, yeah, this was the kind of the first public <laughs> public outing for Neil Black in Glasgow yeah. since everything's gone down. I think I saw one someone say the first public appearance in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're relatively new, so... It's hard to really judge these things um, in terms of the ownership over the tenure of the clan. We've not been that into it for that long, albeit we've probably passively seen the clan for a majority of their seasons. But yeah, so this came out, and if I'm being honest with you, it hasn't told us anything new. Not terribly much, or I think for me anyway, as a layman, reading between the lines up until now, he's just confirmed what I already thought. Uh, yeah, I don't think... I, I... I don't really, now looking back, I don't really know the intention behind the interview. Like, there's a lot of kind of upset, I think, online with people right now. I see people saying they're not going to renew their season tickets. So that interview was intended to kind of, like, I don't know, put people at ease and kind of squash any unrest. I don't think it's really done that because it's not really given any answers to the questions that people have. Yeah, they didn't exactly help themselves in terms of PR because they've and the the, the kind of tagline for the video and the this the kind of small snippet clip they've used is the clan are in a great position. Yeah. And like I think I, I saw I meant to say this to you, I think I saw like the two minutes for chat and respond to someone saying they think that Neil Black's looking at the table upside down or something like that. Which, oh, that was really funny. Because I, I guess from an outside looking in you kinda of go that's Maybe behind the scenes that's the case. Maybe the balance sheet, the profit losses and all the account stuff that I like. Maybe they are sort on a solid foot behind the scenes. But from a, 
it's maybe not the one to lead on because if you're in a solvent behind the scenes, then surely we could be doing a lot better on on the ice yeah. if that makes sense. And I just thought it was such a strange tagline to go with, considering all what's going on. And I was just like, it's almost like a way of stirring the fans. It was unnecessary. Uh-huh. That's just making me think, like, who is this video geared towards? Is it geared towards the fans or is this geared towards potential buyers? Is this Neil Black? Because obviously as a businessman, he's not going to come out and say if he's potentially got a business up for sale, come out and say, come and look at this dumpster fire. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe that that was who it was for. It's to say to potential buyers, you know, this is a great investment opportunity. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think about why you would say that. Because, so, I mean, are we in a good position? Yes, that's a bit where I didn't quite, I didn't quite get that bit why you'd lead with that line. Like, and and to be fair to what he said, like if I play devil's advocate, he's not said anything I didn't expect him to say. And I saw some folks saying, "Is he not planning on selling?" My first impression was I took it when he mentioned clean slates and not bringing people in. And they're not get, getting the time. I kind of in, I kind of interpreted that as being, yeah, I'm not going to go and hire a whole management team because there's going to be new, new owners. owners. Now I think other folk have interpreted that as being, we're just going to see it out and see what happens, and then then I'll look at doing something. Uh, which, on reflection, was not how I first interpreted that, and I can see how it would be interpreted as that. But for me, I kind of looked at it as a guy who's basically going, well, why would I bring in a management team? for new owners to potentially come in and say that's not the team I want and that makes it maybe less lucrative to people buying it because then you've got to deal with all the costs of you know replacing these folk yeah. and things like that and then who's actually going to come on a three or four month deal I think it's the language he was using that he was a like we he kept saying like we'll, we'll do this next season we'll do that which seems to imply that he's going to have some still some sort of involvement in the club yeah. Now, obviously, he's holding his cl- cards close to his chest because nothing's actually been finalised in terms of any sale. If there's a sale happening, who knows what's happening? But yeah, so I think that's why people have got a little bit confused. Yeah, I, th- I guess for, from a fan's point of view, being not a rush, but yeah, you want to see change happening now. Whereas I guess for most parties, they're kind of like, well, uh-huh. I'm guessing from a business point of view, they're going, seems a bit of a write off. So yeah, next season's probably when it's going to hopefully kick off in the right direction so I think you've mentioned you'd said there's going to be no no head coach no GM which I think a lot of people like you said were kind of expecting an interested one which Craig Aston was there's Pete Russell's recently been released from his team and a lot of people are saying get Pete back this is the guy we need to kind of turn this season around steer the ship I mean he's also looking potentially looking for an opportunity looking to come back home and he's essentially just said nah yeah, which I kind of see like you know once bitten twice shy he's maybe kind of it definitely sounded like he was very bitter maybe isn't the right word but not not the biggest fan because he left mid, midway know, through I, a contract I, I thought he didn't doesn't seem like his biggest fan I don't know whether I've got my rose tinted new black, black glasses on but I, I interpreted it as being he'd already been asked before then and he'd clarified Dyson Stevenson and Stephen Dixon are going to be the management team going forwards so I I'd interpreted if, like that doesn't mean he's going to just get Pete Russell in because I guess Pete but he's not be a general manager potentially I don't yeah maybe so there's those opportunities but I do get it I, my loose understanding is that the like, Pete Russell left mid contract yeah and I guess if you're I guess if you're a, in that in Neil Black's position I guess you're kind of go well what's to stop this person for just jumping ship at the first opportunity mm-hmm. um so 
Yeah, I kind of get that. I think, I think the, I guess the thing we did want to hear, which is probably the key thing to the performances, is he said they're actively trying to sign two defencemen as a priority, and I think he kind of alluded to the fact there should be some sort of announcement over the next this week. This week, yeah. Um, and I think he then said, if we can, we'll try and get an offenseman, and didn't really mince his words when he basically said, if you're a good defenseman, you're not exactly desperate to come to clan. Nice. <laughs> and to be fair. You can see our two best defensemen have probably left, so you can kind of see it's it's not it's not the most attractive proposition at the moment. And I guess the priority is the defenseman. Now I thought while we're talking about defensemen, give big praise to McLean. Yeah, he's been really good. He's, he's kind of good he, he's been one of the signings that's kind of I guess almost flew under the radar a wee bit. So that then left, like I say, a lot of folk kind of saying, "Well, is he selling? Is he not selling?" Kind of asking the back of the bid folk to respond. Now my understanding loosely has been that. Whilst back the bid are the most vocal, it doesn't mean they're the only people bidding. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I've got any knowledge of anyone else bidding, but they've been the most vocal. And the way they'd left it is, they, they, before Christmas was, nothing's going to happen, lawyers and accountants are involved. And then today they did respond, I think after quite a lot of folk tweeting them, and I guess their, their main thing is communication. I think they came out and, to summarise their statement, I think they said they're hoping to try and get near to concluding something in two weeks. Which, I'm not expecting an announcement in two weeks, but hopefully we'll get somewhere near it. And hope, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I mean, we're hoping these guys are going to maybe do something, take, change the trajectory of the clan if they do take over. But that was a wee bit positive. So I think that's kind of the majority of the, the news covered off. Mm-hmm. We'll just quickly cover off, because where we're at is we've had the two... Matches against them, the home and away. So these were the these are probably I'm guessing going to be the high selling matches potentially of the season by the looks of it. The Hogmanay and New or the Hogmanay for the clan because it was described it was a sellout tickets wise, but maybe not a full house just with yeah. different folks showing up. But it was definitely busier than it has been in a while. Mm-hmm. So this match is pretty massive because when you look at the table, I think we're currently maybe. Four or six points behind Dundee at this point, and they've got a game in hand. So if we lose this, we we do become a wee bit adrift. And I thought when we get onto the Belfast away match, we'd play all right. To be fair, we're just short of bodies. The way it, the way it finished was it was a what was it three two overtime loss. Yeah. So we got a point, but really we needed we should have really been trying to get the the full two points there. Um, but you could just see we just just couldn't hang on despite I think was it we were up and then yeah then like you said Mitch had gone off and I think they were just running short and yeah and if memory serves you... me the, the the overtime goal was a Dyson own goal now to be honest with you um, he, he tapped into the net and I think if he didn't hit it the, the player beside him was going to smack it in so it's just one of those things but it was a bit of a gutter because we'd uh, in fact, no, I think we got the we got a late equaliser, did we not? To get us to yeah, overtime, we that's did. what it was. So it was the reverse, it was a late equaliser and... You know, well, because that was the first time I think we've ever seen them pull the, the goalie and it actually worked. Usually, <laughs> yeah. usually they pull the goalie and then like two seconds later there's an empty net goal and you just think, why why do we do this every time? But this is the first time we've ever actually seen it actually pay off. Yeah, it was surprising. And to be fair, being noobs, we thought it was just us, but... Definitely when they pulled the goalkeeper, there was a fair few folk around us basically pointing to the goal, going, I can't believe they've just taken the goalkeeper off. 
Now, to be fair, it worked. We got the point. Basically, got got us a point, which is mega valuable at this point. And I think going back to Neil Black's interview, he's basically said they're trying to average a point a game. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, because that that would be quite good if we could get that. So overall, the mat you could just tell they're running running low in steam. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest things to happen that night was actually that. Because it was a sellout, and as I say, we kind of sit in the kind of recluse section. Normally, there's like nobody about us apart from like a handful of other folk. But because it's so busy that it was, there's no space between us. And obviously, there's people <laughs> trying to squeeze by us getting out. And then there's this older chap kind of walk, squeezing by, and then squeezes by me, and then just stops at Ailey, <laughs> looks her up and down. <laughs> and bear in mind, what, what height are you? Five three. Yeah, and. Normal sized feet. He just goes like this. You've got big feet, don't you? <laughs> I know. And then walks away. It walks away. <laughs> that was it. I know. Big hoofs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's me going on my twenty twenty three January foot diet now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think every day this year I've said he's got big feet. <laughs> every day this year. Yeah. Um. So that that was a standout moment from that match. So we got a point. I guess. Would, ideally we would have been looking for two but a point's a point so we then after that we were playing Dundee away we'd contemplated going through but we ended up just choosing against it it was just wasn't a great day it was a drive an hour and a half there so we just decided against it and to be honest with you didn't want to spend the money if I'm being honest mm-hmm. um, and by doing that, I think that's what helped Clan get that win. By us not going, probably helped him get the win. So we ended up buying the stream. We thought, bugger it, we'll just we'll just buy it. And the Clan got off to a flyer. Mm-hmm. The, what was it? The one four one. Kevin uh, Massey scored. He had a really good game. He scored twice. Yeah, he scored two goals. Yes. He played. He played well. The big standout there was obviously Jones playing with that eye injury. Yeah. Massey played really well. Yeah, it was a good. A, Good performance to see out. I would 100%. say Dundee had a fair few chances, but we, unlike what we've been doing in the past, we actually managed to capitalise a fair bit in ours. Mm-hmm. I think Muse got the man of the match from the Dundee commentators, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of shows you. I think, I don't have the shot statistics, but I think it was definitely Dundee had more shots than us in the match. But that was a mega two points to get. And to get that big cushion, I mean, I'm not going to lie, we were sitting going, oh, when's the collapse coming for it to be 4-4? Oh, I would say, though, that so this game, the refereeing was definitely better. I mean, I know that people always fall back to the refereeing sometimes when the clan lose, but that night in the Hogmanay match, during overtime, there was like a missed call, was there not? Yeah. Uh, and I think that kind of led to Dundee's goal, which eventually won it. So, yeah, I think it shows you the, the yeah. benefit that... Uh, uh, fair? Yeah, it was, uh, um, I think when I've looked at... It's definitely different views of calls and overtime. It's trying to find the right balance between not just ruining the match and then calling it. And I, I don't understand what the actual rules are on that. So yeah, that was a massive two points we got in Dundee away. So that was three out of four points we managed to get. Ideally, we would have liked to have got the four and not have Dundee have got any points. But, you know, it's kept us in it. It's kept us, what, I think, was it two or four points behind Dundee? I can't remember. If you can get this new defenceman in, I actually think the team could do all right there's going to be some challenges, but I think we'll definitely get a lot more points on the board. Um, so that's just the kind of two recent matches. So I think probably best to go into the Belfast away day. Mm-hmm. So this was our second away day. Both of them have been with the OSC. It's always been a good time. So I think when we've I think we've talked about this in the podcast. We went to the quiz. Mm-hmm. 
way back at the start, back when Big Malky was kicking about, yeah. we had at our table some some hardcore clan fans and basically had said the Belfast Christmas match is the one to go to away. So, you know, maybe not realising how the season was going to go, two foot in, 75 quid each down. <laughs> Here we go. And I think I saw quite a few people online saying, oh, why did I sign up for this? <laughs> um, so we signed up for that and it was coming around and I think it was like an 8am pick-up at it. Escape, whatever it's branded to now and I don't know it was kind of like it was weird because it was like going on a holiday so I didn't sleep great the night before but it was going to be a long day yeah. so so there's three buses so it's quite a lot of folk travelling um, so three buses driving to Ken Ryan Ken Ryan and I've never been there but I, I assumed it was all like a motorway or at least a decent enough road but I'd say the second half of that journey was like Single track, yeah. cliff side, or like mountain side. There's, there's points where you're going to steep bends, and you're like, if if you were half asleep at the wheel, you'd be going right through somebody's front front uh, living room. So that took about an hour, or t- an hour or two, to be fair, mm-hmm. to get there. And then we got to the the ferry terminal, and to be fair, the bus, the two bus drivers had were a good laugh. To yeah, be fair. we were sitting kind of near the front, and. Yeah, then I think when we got there, they took six folk off to check their bags and a search. Then we got on on the ferry. And Ailey's not the best with motion sickness. Oh my God, at the beginning, it was not no bueno. <laughs> so we got up. I'd overheard some say you need to get a seat. And we'd went up the stairs. And first things we thought is we need something to eat. Because it was about 11-ish at that time. And we, we'd barely had anything. So we got up and we're waiting in the queue. The queue is massive. And then by the time we got our food, it took us a wee bit of a walk to find a seat. And then we came back through out of desperation and someone had actually left our seat. But we'd got fish and... I'd got the fish and chips in the ferry. This is why am I telling you what I had in the ferry to eat? I have no idea. Grand. Uh, it was okay. It was all right. So the ferry wasn't too bad, actually. It was, what, two hours? Two, two hours, 15 minutes. And then once you got off the ferry, it was what? A fifteen-minute bus drive to that, yeah. to the kind of I guess city centre. So we got so we got there, parked up at the arena, and we got left off the coach. Now this is a bit where we probably made a faux pas. So we probably arrived there about say two o'clock. Face-offs not till seven. So we had about four and a half, five hours about Belfast, right in the town centre. I don't think we quite expect, quite anticipated having that much time. So we kind of thought we'd maybe get there. And in my head, it was you'd have enough time to maybe run across and get a McDonald's and back. But we actually ended up having, like I say, four or five hours. And by the time we probably could have done a bit more with the time. But it was nice just to have a walk yeah, about. Yeah, we just had a wee wonder. The Boxing Day, Boxing Day sales. Uh, we did... We probably should have done a bit more research into kind of where to go in Belfast, which we didn't really do. And then, yeah, it was quite cool. We like wandered about. We did see kind of some kind of clan fans kicking about as well. Yeah, there was, there was actually quite a lot of clan fans. Yeah. We saw, we'd also uh, got off to a good start as well. We'd kind of crossed the bridge over the river into the main town centre bit and I found a tenor. Now, yes. I did do the kind of ceremonial kind of wee bit of a wave, but you don't want other folk to just go, right, well, I'm taking the tenor. So I thought, I'm not gonna lie, I got in my head that this is like this is gonna be a good win coming. I've got a tenor, I'm gonna blow it on the fifty fifties or whatever, and this is gonna be where I make loads of money and we win. Maybe quite 
didn't work out of that. So we had a wee walk about the, the town and got some food and stuff like that. So it was quite nice. And I, with hindsight, we should have probably maybe done a bit more research. But one of the things you did get was a bath and... Well, not bath and body works. Uh, the body shop. Lush. Lush. Bath bomb or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we took... So we brought that back because what you could do... And we never knew this as well, but it was handy. You could... We got dropped off. Basically said, come back at six, get your jerseys. So I mean, you didn't have to carry all your stuff around. You could leave yeah, stuff yeah, in the bus. Good. And so we brought that bath bomb back and I, as soon as I got back in the bus after the match... And the bus it, was stinking of snow fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's no fair to be in the bathroom, though, like drugs or something like that. <laughs> Why? Well, that good Belfast snow fairy. <laughs> um, so we got back, got our shirts on, then we just went, we just headed on kind of into the arena. Yeah. Also, we both had our iPads with us so we could watch what our current, now we finished it, but our uh, obsession at the time was watching the traitors. Um, so we both brought our iPad with us so we could watch that but we didn't want to leave them in the bus because we didn't know like where they going to have the bus locked or whatever yeah. really. anyway so we took them in with us and um, when the woman was searching my bag at like the, <laughs> the entrance she looked in my bag at the iPads and she she looked disgusted she looked like I had like a giraffe or something like that in my bag she went what's this? No, she or, said, did she not? no she like, said two iPads? yeah she, she looked like it was just the strangest thing she'd ever seen. Yeah, it was as if they didn't have iPads. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, so so we got in, and it's, you can definitely tell the difference between this venue and Brayhead. And on one hand, I do feel a wee bit sorry for Brayhead, because obviously this, well, I can't remember, it's like the SSC arena or whatever, but you can tell this is the equivalent of, I guess, their hydro. Yeah, the hydro. And it's, you know, properly set up with, like, almost like a sports bar. Mm. Like, and I'm not talking about... The clan one's nice, and they've done really great with it, but this is, like, maybe more Americanized, like... Te- new Like, tellies and all the walls. That kind of stuff. The merch stall looks a bit more... I don't know. Looks kind of like what you'd imagine, like, concerts and stuff like that. There's a lot of really nice merch and that kind of stuff. Then they've... The 50-50 is all digital. It's, it's printed, the receipt's printed off. And yeah, then you it see shows it you a, running total. Yeah, and then when they announce it, it's on the screen and stuff like that. So it was, it was quite cool. And one of the things we did notice was they were giving away free Belfast, I think it was like towels, towels or something yeah. like that, and things like that. So I think I saw, like, was it the back of the bid before where they were seeing what they could do better? Mm-hmm. Actually, lots of freebies would be nice. Being a cheapskate that I am. Oh, shall we talk about my, my cup of tea? Oh, let's so, not. I'll... <laughs> I was desperate for a cup of tea because I was kind of fading at this point. It had been quite a long day. None of the um, like food outlets seemed to be selling cups of tea, apart from this one that we were told to go to. So we go to it, pay pay for my cup of tea, then the girl finds out they're out of hot water. But obviously, I'd already paid for it at that point, so she couldn't refund me. So I don't know where they went to to try and find the hot water. <laughs> I was waiting like five minutes for it. And then she comes back and says... Do you want any milk? I'm thinking she's just going to give me, you know, all these wee like sachets you get in McDonald's or like yeah. a little, I don't know, the little kind of tubs. A, 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 just a pint of milk. So I just look like the biggest freak walking around with a pint of milk. Yeah, but what was even what was even more tragic about it is see before they went and got like to another kiosk to get hot water, there's a guy just heavy punching this machine to get the water. It was like, <laughs> it was like drip at a time. Drip, and yeah. then what was even funnier is like, the, Ailey managed to somehow get like a congregation of grannies looking for tea. <laughs> yeah, behind me was like every pensioner in Belfast and the, what do they call it, SSE Belfast Arena or whatever. Yeah. 
did you get tea? I, I, I feel like I had contraband. Was... Yeah, but the thing is, they were saying like we're out of hot water, but then everyone kept saying, where'd you get the tea? And you're going over there, and they're like, we don't have any hot water. <laughs> so it was, it was, I felt sorry for the poor girl. Um, so, but they had loads of other kiosks. They had like a cart, deal, cart door. Cart door. They had another thing. It was like, I think it was like chocolate covered strawberries or some sort of desserty looking thing. Uh, what else? And that like bridge kind of area. It, there was like a lot of fans and just kind of stands in with like yeah. beer or whatever. And I think it was like, uh, what do they call it? Like the American sport shop. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. One of their stands. So yeah, it was a big setup. Yeah, it was a it was a massive arena. It looked like it was probably double the size of Brayhead, maybe a wee bit bigger. And even inside, you could see like they've got like two big screens, and you know, it, it just it was it looked a lot more modern. But that's what happens if you've got a venue that's proper. I get Clan might not be able to get it because they're competing against a lot of venues right next to them, and maybe Belfast doesn't quite have that. Mm-hmm. But definitely could tell that was a venue that gets used a lot or has a lot of high earning like events going on at it but yeah the, the venue is cool so we had a kind of section in the corner and I think we've discussed this in the past we managed to see clan score twice in our direction which was quite cool as an away fan uh, and we were kind of seated kind of I guess in the middle of the fans like but I guess below the ultras singing and yeah it was a cool experience cool experience, just loads of clan fans so it must have been what, 300-ish maybe, maybe more but yeah, definitely, it was quite cool being on that side where you're making loads of noise and kind of, I guess, noise not the way fans to be fair, wasn't it, there's like, to not talk about the hockey, there was definitely a bit where, what was it we, I think we kind of ended up like 3-1, 4-1 down and it was kind of one of those ones where you went, oh, this, this could go quite badly mm-hmm. here. And you're like, oh, we've just travelled all the way. We're absolutely knackered. We didn't get a great sleep before. And I don't really sleep well in tra- like travelling. So we're absolutely knackered. But there was one song that, like, I guess, the, I'm going to call them the Ultras. I, I don't know why I'm calling them the Ultras, but like the kind of Purple Army um, were singing that just it tickled my funny bone to no end. And it was a bit where I think we are like 4 1 down at that point. And. Uh, we were like just not doing anything it wasn't any, like going our way and then they were just going we've got the park <laughs> anytime we've got the park so it just kind of like that kind of like not monotone but like I don't know army drum style we've got the park and then you know so we keep doing that and then if we lost the park we'd go we've lost the park with like without changing a beat it would just keep changing and then there was a bit where we were, like hit the goal post and it went over the back of the net and then they just went we thought we scored <laughs> and like you'd think oh they did this for like a minute this went on for like oh it was like a 10 minutes 10 minutes and there's obviously people like me just finding it I was buckled like this really tickled me I found it so so funny and there's loads of Belfast fans also like obviously getting the banter but there's some there's like some Belfast fans I caught eyes like looking up caught the, the kind of guys up the back of the Purple Army singing caught, like looking at them pure raging that really? they were doing it and I, it was quite funny if you're, an, if you're a home team it did kind of show you how I guess quite their support was at some points but like it was just so funny that we've got the park just non-stop really tickled my funny well they ended up the during that they ended up scoring like twice I think so yeah um... we should have kept doing that because we ended up playing better when we were doing this like yeah. kind of Commentary. like army I don't know, sing song. Um, so we we're coming back, but unfortunately for us, it, it 
With this, I think we've got people, is it six? Oh, yeah, six. Three? Three. So I end up getting beat. So I think that's roughly the, the chat in the arena. So then when we were leaving the Purple Armour, the big bass drum, like it was quite, you know, we're walking out and it was quiet for like maybe say like a minute and then all you hear is like, duh, 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 and you're like, you know that way, the surprise, like you think your eardrums are going to pop and then it's like, <laughs> and then like it's just all these Belfast fans are singing I've got, I've got some videos for it I've posted in like her Instagram or whatever but we go down the stairs and then get out and then they've got purple flares and stuff yeah. like that and it was just yeah, it was it was just wild then getting on the bus the bus was shaking from people singing I think it was was it not like I think some of the players wives were maybe on our yeah. bus or whatever so it was just it was just quite funny that and then um, we kind of got the ferry back and I think that was probably the most subdued most folk were because I think most folk either just watched stuff on their iPads or uh, slept like yourself slept I think you had a funny dog story or something like that yeah <laughs> and there was a dog that was sitting we were we were kind of like in the upper like lounge I guess you would call it and um, the kind of middle section then there was like a section at the front where more clan fans were sitting I don't know why we sat where we were sitting because they clearly pumped up the yeah. the, the heating and so like that's why I was passed out is because it was so blooming hot but um, yeah there was like a couple sitting beside me that had like a little kind of Yorkshire Terrier a wee yappy looking dog but he was very well behaved for <laughs> a, a good 95% of the ride there didn't hear a peep out of him until he heard a clan fan <laughs> walking past him this was just like when we were getting off ready to go back downstairs and he just went <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I think I think the guy just went, oh, fish and chips or something like that. Like, <laughs> the best reaction ever. And that that's what... I, I think I was at that kind of delirious, tired stage. This was at, like, I don't know, half one in the morning. But, yeah, that absolutely killed me. So I was just sitting, chuckling to myself when you were at the toilet. Yeah, so so, so, that, so then we got off. We were on the ferry. What was quite cool was, like, I guess both there and back, you were on the ferry with the the players. It's kind of almost a bit weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You don't really want to say anything. Um, but... Uh, we got off and it was a dry. From in my head, I thought we were going to get back like one in the morning. I was totally wrong. We got back at what like half three, half three, four in the morning. So like really, by the time I fell asleep, it was like five in the morning. I was absolutely shattered, but it was a great time. I would highly recommend it. Um, The OSC again do a great job at organising these things. Absolutely, yeah. We had um, Mary on our bus. It was like. From the OSC, I think they had like different OSC members on different buses, kind of organising like the raffles and stuff like that. And yeah, she just did a terrific job. So hats off to you, Mary. Yeah, and hats off to all the folk that probably work on it behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, um, getting the ferry tickets and all that kind of stuff yeah. organised. It was and even the it was temporal travel and all that. The bus drivers they were a good laugh as well. So. Yeah. We had a great time on it. It was a good laugh, but it was absolutely tiring. I definitely need to try and get a better sleep or sleep in the bus a bit better. Yeah, I think, well, also, well, I, I brought a pillow with me, but it was stolen by somebody else after he realised how comfy it was. So I think next time we would go a bit more prepared with our uh, sleeping equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time you see us with a tent set up and sleeping yeah. bags on the bus. Can, can we talk about Skip Rat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I did see after which I thought was hilarious was that a Belfast fan tweeted that it's like the mum of a 15 year old boy the mum of a 15 year old Belfast fan tweeted that Big Red called her son a skibrat which 
Bring, bring, I've never heard Skip Rat as an insult, but bring it back. It's Skip Rat's now in my 2023 repertoire. <laughs> camp, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought that was so funny. There's like, there's, there's just some people where you just go, oh, you're just asking to get a slagging, and yeah. obviously the like to be fair to the clan fans, we all know who they are online, but there's some really, really, really funny folk on there, and them every day we have a chuckle. There's some really, really funny guys, but. Um, that was the skip rat thing was just absolutely chuckling the abuse this person was getting it was <laughs> unreal like not, not abuse but like banter it was just so funny so yeah the Belfast away would recommend so that's us ticked off two of the nine uh, arenas mm-hmm. uh, in the league so I don't know if we're going to get to do any more this season but maybe next season we can try and do a few more we've obviously done Dundee which should be a relatively easy one to cover off yeah. then maybe try and do another one or two down south maybe, maybe Gelford Gelford um, that was that was another funny chant because I'm pretty sure like um, when we were in the arena there was like obviously you've got your main chant that everyone's joining in but you also have the kind of maybe the this what am I trying to say the more controversial mm-hmm. Chance that maybe not everyone's fully joining in, but there's definitely a, I do, I do like the bit in both the was it the Fife Away trip and this one where you do stuff people going, Gelford! Gelford! If you remember the guy that was just there with his drum going, Gelford! <laughs> Fair play to the guy, but no slag the guy, like that was solid commitment. Considering they're sitting top as well for a large part of the season, fair play to him for going to all the matches. Um, but yeah, we had a great time at the Belfast uh, away match and probably look to do it again next year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.